Hi, and welcome to Fussifern Christian Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message, and it will both challenge and inspire you. This, this last month has just been um, a new day, I think, in the spirit. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, when Dennis and I was in Townsville, the uh, fraternal rang up and asked if we would be a part of that group. And when we returned home, we had an email saying we are now the chair people of that group. And it was like, okay, we'll go with that. Because we knew God in here was doing something. Next minute, we're in a meeting. And Dennis is now, <laughs> and myself, the chair of the chaplaincy group. Hence, therefore, Kat was stood next to me. And now she's the secretary of that group. Uh, God is working and doing something. And then there's another group of ministers who get together and they have true fellowship together, true unity together. And God has just slowly been building that up and that up as, as uh, you know, the Holy Spirit convicts us. So behind the scenes of what we see here, we have a great fellowship we have great unity. We, we move forward, even though sometimes we agree to disagree. We still move forward in the things of spirit that matters. And so now it's, it's, it's another level. It's out there and we're praying and we're trying to move forward in the spirit things, what God says for our community, what God's saying to the churches. You know, the church is under great attack. And we read this as the day grows closer the enemy is going to try and hold the power because he hates with a vengeance unity. And we have seen that in, in churches in the past. As soon as the churches start advancing, he pulls them down. As soon as families start getting strong, he tries to pull them down. The enemy hates unity because he knows where there is unity, there is power there is a blessing that is commanded. And so I want us to be aware that, you know, this thing is not just a walk in the park. What is happening in the Fassifern is history. We're making history. We're going down in history. And I think we have to be so careful and gentle that we do it his way. That, you know, we're like Samuel and hear the voice of the Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. What is it you're saying? That we don't run ahead, that we don't lag behind, but that we step in rhythm with the Holy Spirit. Because all it does is take something just to spoil it. You know, since we have been speaking unity, we've had different phone calls inviting us to different meetings at different churches. That's a part of unity, but it's not full. Unity goes deeper. It's in the heart. We're praying for each other. We're barracking for each other. We're speaking good about each other. We're speaking good about the church down the road. We're loving them. We're, we're, we're there if they call upon us. It's not just come to a meeting. It goes deeper than that. It's deeper. But I want to talk to us tonight. While things are, cha- While things are changing, take a breath. And insecurity can come. And this is where we've got to know who we are individually in Christ. 
We have to know what the Bible says about us. Because the enemy will come in and even subconsciously, oh, that church is going to invade our church. No. Oh, this means that's going to happen. And as people gather in unity, the enemy starts to feed our minds with insecurity. He starts to put doubt and fear. Oh, does that mean we're going to end up like them? Does that mean that we're going to move like that? No, it means that we get the rhythm of the Holy Spirit and we all move in tune to him and what he's saying for kingdom's sake. Like in our own personal lives, the enemy comes in and he brings insecurity. He devalues us. He tries to tell us in, in our own church that we're not the people, of, we're not who Christ says we are because we know our faults. And so it's very easily just to go with, with a flow that is, is artificial. Instead of getting in that place, in the deep place where we hear the voice of God saying, walk ye this way. And I know as we age, insecurities can come in. What's the future going to look like? What's this happening? And I know that in the church, if we've been in a, a place for so long and then change comes, we can get very insecure. And yet if we know our foundation, if our foundation is strong in him, it'll lead us to new things. No matter what season of life it is, he'll always have something else. He will never leave us as orphans. He'll always be with us and prepare a way for us. The Bible says in Psalm 139, for he formed us in our mother's womb. He knitted, have you ever done knitting? Who's done knitting? Any of the guys ever done knitting? Andrew, good on you, Andrew. It's like cooking. I love the way Andrew cooks and he puts it all on Facebook. You're the man of the moment. But knitting, once you start knitting, you know, at first it's like, oh, gosh, what am I even doing? And, you know, you're, um, what do we call it, casting on and, you know, getting all those stitches together. But then after a while, something beautiful, if you're a good knitter, forms. If you're not, you just keep knitting scarves. Scarves will be good. You know, it's just a straight line. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is cast on, cast off. But I had an auntie and she would sit for hours knitting. This is going back where I would. Knitting and knitting. And she would make these beautiful jumpers for all her nieces and nephews. And just beautiful, beautiful designs. And it says here in this scripture, God knitted you and I together. He knows exactly everything about us. Doesn't that bring a security to us? You know, in the deep place, he knew you and I. He knew you. And it's good to know these scriptures. This is a a scripture of security. He knows us. He knows what he's doing with us when it seems like nothing is happening. He knows what he's doing with us when change comes. He knows what he's doing with us when all around us seems bleak. Now, he knows that, but we've got to get to know it. We have to have it embedded in us. We have to have that security in Christ, knowing that whatever happens in the spirit realm or in the natural realm, it's all going to work out okay because he's got us in the palm of his hand. I think it's, I don't think I know, it's Isaiah 41 verse 10 tells us that. He's got us in the right hand of his righteousness. It does our soul well to know that Jesus is our security. Nothing else. You know, 
things are always changing. How many has been married 20 years? How many has been married 30 years? Ooh, Jared and Kerry, you're getting up there. How many has been married 40 years? How many has been married 50 years? Now, I know some have, Pam has. And, um, you know, as, as we journey and things change. How many are married to the same man or woman that they married 20 years ago? In person, but how many times has that person changed over those 20 years? How many has been married 40 years and sometimes you wake up and you think to yourself, do I even know you? Or they do something right out of the box and you think to yourself, who are you? Who are you? It happens, doesn't it? And yet as we journey with God, he's always bringing us to change. Not that he ever changes, but he's bringing us to change. And sometimes we wake up and stuff happens and we, we think, God, who are you? Because he brings us into a deeper place. But it's only by knowing that sure foundation. We know who he is. And we know that he's got something good for us. Amen? We know that he's, he's, he's going to bring us through whatever it is. I can look now in our 44th year. Or is it 45? 44, I think. Yeah. But get that right. Woo! There'll be fireworks. He don't even care. He's like, 40 what? thought it was 10. Oh, wake up, smell the roses. But now in our 44th year, you know, there's stuff that I, I just think, where on earth did he get that from? How can he say that now after all that time we've journeyed together? It's just out the box. But change always comes. But because we've traveled so long together, it's like he might say something out of the box and it's weird, but I know his foundation with me is secure. And that's how it is intimately with God. We've got to know our foundation with him. And that way we can trust. Even though something happens out of the box, you know, oh, yeah, we'll come back to that. Or, oh, yeah, we're okay, we're good. Yeah? Oh, some of them are looking like that. You know, it says here in uh, Hebrews 10, 35, 36, it says, Do not throw away your confidence which is a great reward for you have need for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God you may receive what is promised to you some say you may receive the reward see confidence will always follow us if we know him and who we are in him you know some people they say as you get older you get insecure not in him you don't. I think as you get older, we should get more secure in him because we've journeyed with him. We know him and we know he's never leave, left us nor forsaken us. And so our confidence should become stronger and we should be able to trust him with whatever he does in our life, our family's life, our church's life. You know, I am amazed at how much we look at the outward rather than the inward these days. And I'm not just having a 
shot at a younger generation. I'm talking about on a whole. On a whole. I was sat with someone the other day and I was talking about confidence in him and who he is. It was a group, said it. And when I was on my own with this person, they said, oh, when I have a spray tan, I feel empowered. Well, you know what that did to me. You know me. And I just said, excuse me? Oh, it empowers me to be who I am. How sad. How sad is that? That a spray tan can make you confident. Now, I know we have to look after ourselves. I'm all about presentation. I know we have to self-care. But really? A spray tan? It's like some people have to have the right clothes to perform. Really? Some people have to have the right shoes. Now, I love shoes, but hey, there's a fine line in going overboard, in going out of balance. Because I get my confidence in nothing else but him. Him. I get my confidence. And listen, if you're aspiring to leadership, you need to know who he is. If you're aspiring to serve the Lord, you've got to know your confidence is in him alone. Because I'll tell you this, one day, someone may not give you a good compliment. One day, someone may not come and slap you on the back, but you've got to know who you are, that he is well with you. It is well with your soul as much as it is well with him. See, we've got to get our confidence from Christ and Christ alone. No superficial stuff. Praise God, more power with you sometime. But what are you going to be like when it isn't there? What are you going to be like when you can't afford that? Where will your confidence go? Will you be able to get out of bed? Because it's only in him we get out of bed sometimes. It's only in him that we live and move and have our breathing. The Bible tells us that clearly. You see, we've got to know who we are so that we can walk the journey that is causing us to walk. It's like we have to know who we are because of what God is setting us up for. As a church, our foundation has got to be strong together. Because I tell you, a lot of churches are imploding. A lot of ministers are being taken out. Why? As the day grows closer, the enemy is getting sharper, or thinks he is. And he's trying to take people down. Our confidence comes in God alone. See, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4, your beauty should not be outward, such as elaborate hairstyles. Ooh, did she say that? And the wearing of gold, jewellery and fine clothes. Rather, it should be inward. God deals with the heart, always. The unfolding beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Well, some of us are not so quiet, but we do have the attitude, or we try to have the attitude of giving what we have under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
And sometimes when there's an authority, it looks the other way. But we have to trust God. Which is of great worth in the sight of God. Our beauty has to come back to what's happening in our heart with the Holy Spirit. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. We have to feel the Holy Spirit. We have to know that the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding us. Getting that rhythm all the time. Because you know what? As quick as you're set up, as quick as you can fall. And how many times have we seen that? As quick as people rise, the carpet's pulled from underneath them and you don't hear of them anymore. So it's got to be an attitude. It's got to be a unity with the Holy Spirit, with God leading and guiding us. We've got to be strong in him. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward, but God always looks at the heart. He'll always look at our hearts, and our heart has to be in unity with him. Our heart has to be in sync with what breaks his heart, with what he's about to do, because if not, we'll go sideways. And God says, I believe in this hour, he is doing something new. And we have to be careful what we do with it in this realm. He's preparing something. Mark my words, there's something huge happening in our district. And what is it for? It's all for him. It's who he is. And he'll demonstrate that through his church, through you and I. What for? For his gain, nothing else. I believe, church, that we are in a spiritual battle and the enemy is getting very distressed and angry with us. You know, since we, and I know this personally, since we come in agreement and said yes, we believe that's of God, the unity thing, with other churches and other groups, the pressure has gone up. It's like a pressure cooker. And I know for some of our board members, the pressure has gone up. Some of our congregation, the pressure's gone up who said, yes, we want to walk with you. Like last week, we came here, we had anointing with oil. Do you think that's going to be a walk in the park as we journey forward? Do you think there's not going to be a few sparks? Of course there is. Because the enemy hates unity. The enemy hates you and I knowing who we are and we can stand in confidence. We can stand strong. Some people say, oh, yeah, they're too arrogant. No, it's just that you've found out who you are in Christ and what Christ has for you. But the thing is holding it loosely because it can change at any given moment. And as it changes, we're still in Christ. We still have an authority, a unity, a confidence that is with us. I'm going to do something now. I want... Um, the team to come up if they will. <clears throat> what a great team.
It's always a great team. You know, we've had some powerful sermons on unity. Last week, I think it hit on authority. And I'm pretty sure that will be taught in the coming weeks, will it? Yeah, I think so. You know where you're going in the spirit. Um, And we need to be ready. Because as Dennis said last week, Sometimes as Australians, we hate that. And what a great teaching, remember a few months ago, that Matt Balty delivered all about the authority structure. And sometimes we we take our eyes off that because we like to be um, in control. But for the church, it's him who's in control, capital H. God is in control. And we always must remember that. I want our board to come and stand with me. Our board members and their spouses. Another in the fire. Dave. I know Ned and Richard will be watching this. And I know Kay probably will be. You know, if you're watching today, I'm just going to say some things now. Uh, And I pray you take it with the Spirit is given. You know, we... Can you all turn around for the camera? That way. Uh, come, come over here, uh, Vicky. Stand here, please. Now I know this this group is very humble, and so some of them will hate this what I'm doing. But I know it has to be done in the spirit. I have wrestled all night with this. I went to sleep at four thirty this morning, and I know that I know. This has to be done. You know, these people have stood in the gap for a long time. The newest uh, board member would be Debbie. uh, And then it would be Annette and then Andrew and Paul and Pam. But we, you know, and this is nothing to do with us. We've just put our hand up and we've said, here we are, Lord. We'll stand in the gap for the fellowship, for the church, for your people. And we do. But where we're going to isn't going to be easy. And I want us to be praying for Dennis and myself and the board and their families. As we pray for you all. You know, you might not have been in this house for a long time due to COVID and due to different things and and the busyness of life. But here's the thing. We pray for you. We love you. Your name is on the list, our prayer list. Your families are on the prayer list. And we pray every week for your family, for your business. Even though we haven't maybe seen your face for a while, we still pray and we still love you. 
And I pray that you do the same for us because this is your home and I hope you still class it as your spiritual home. And so I'm going to challenge you. Unity is more than just saying, yeah, that's my church. Unity goes deeper than that. Unity is I want to shoulder with you. I want to walk with you. I want to believe for the things that you're believing for our community. And how best can you hear those things unless you sit face to face with someone? You know, you can do Zoom and you can see our faces, but it's by sitting across the table that you feel our hearts. It's by being in that atmosphere of praise and worship that we can come in agreement and that we can shake heaven and earth for our community and our loved ones. And so today as we take communion, if you're at home, we'll wait a few minutes while you go and grab a bit of bread and juice. Uh, can you bring the, the communion to the board members? You know, this is no light thing. This is very important in the eyes of God to where we're going. We've been somewhere and we've had 16 years of an incredible, uh, powerful um, gathering, togetherness. We've done incredible things around the world. We've done incredible things in, in Australia. We've done incredible things in our community. But you know what? There's more. There's more coming and we've got to be ready as a unified body to go to where spirit wants us to go to, to do the incredible things spirit wants us to do. We have to be in unity. We have to be confident in ourselves that whatever changes take place, God is for you, not against you, and he's got your back. He's got your back. So, Father, I pray now, Lord, that as we, we take community, communion and it being a very powerful act Lord of what you've done for us how you've called us to kingdom for such a time as this I pray Lord that as we open uh, this little cellophane As we open the cellophane and as we open the juice, as we come to this place, Lord, week after week after week, to serve your body, all of us. If it wasn't for the, the team, there'd be no worship. If it wasn't for the preachers, there'd be no preaching. If it wasn't for the congregation, there'd be no listeners. We're all in this together. So, Father, as we come, we take this powerful wafer. The power is in what it represents and what you've done for us as a body. You called us to kingdom's sake. So, Father, as we eat together, we thank you. We know, Lord, that you're doing a mighty thing in the midst of us. Help us, God, stay in tune. Stay in rhythm with the Holy Spirit. Because, Lord, we might have great ideas, 
but unless your Holy Spirit breathes on if there are things you want to do there'll be many that miss out on this very act so we thank you for your blood law as this juice represents the washing away of our sins and reconciling us to the Father what for? Not just that we get a place in heaven, but thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, Father, we pray. I pray, Lord, for for the leadership. I pray, God, that you lead us and guide us. You watch over families. You protect. And I pray, Lord, that as we serve you, Our value and our worth is in you, not what we do, but it's in you. And as a church, Lord, as as many was anointed, where to from here, I pray, Holy Spirit, you will show. And as we are securing you, we'll be able to step up and step out into very things that you're calling us to. Pray for our Sunday school. I pray for our unity. As these people serve you, Lord, they will know who they are in you and why they do what they do. Bigger picture is it's all about you, Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Can we just uh, have that another? Can I actually get the congregation now? If you don't mind, you don't have to, but I, I would like you to. Come down and pray for our board. Lay hands on them. The Bible says we're all in this together. Hannah, can you lead us in that? Yeah. Just take it wherever, softly, powerfully. I don't think we can do anything too soft in the Holy Spirit. He stirs us up. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you were blessed with today's message. You can connect with us at firstfamchristianchurch.com.